Well, welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. So, what am I going to talk about today? Mostly it's going to be apologizing for how bad economists are at predicting. <laughs> this has been one of those couple of weeks where everything we thought was going to happen didn't happen. So, you all remember my favorite definition of an economist, somebody who explains tomorrow why the predictions they made yesterday didn't come true today. So that's what I'm going to do. We've gotten all kinds of interesting data, which was not completely unexpected, but I think the degree to which we saw change was unexpected. The most important and probably the one that needs to be unpacked is the GDP numbers. We had been saying all along that this was going to be a slow quarter, <clears throat> that we were going to see maybe even flirting with recession, though most people were thinking, no, it's going to be maybe one and a half, two percent, something like that. So we ended up with 4.9, which is ridiculous. I mean, this is advanced numbers. We're probably going to get it revised a couple of times, but the point is that it was a lot higher, and that is... Like I said, somewhat unexpected, but the big issue was when does the consumer realize they're in debt up to their eyebrows and stop spending? I mean, right now we're sitting on like $7 trillion worth of credit card debt, about $70 trillion in terms of overall debt. And whenever you look at that objectively, you're thinking, well, surely the consumer is going to realize that they're paying their MasterCard with their Visa, and they may have to start slowing down. Not manifesting yet. It was a strong Halloween. This was the fifth year in a row that adult costumes outsold children's. So it's still a powerful holiday. We're going into the more intense time of year now. And so far, it's fairly encouraging. I mean, retail isn't setting any records yet, but it's still early. So what's going on with this? Why why are we getting such consumer surge when everybody thought it would start to slow down? Part of it is the way the U.S. consumer reacts to stress. Every other country in the world, take Germany, for example, as soon as they start to see any kind of economic distress, they hunker down. You know, German consumers are propelling their country into recession. You know, they are restricting their spending, they're saving everything they can. You know, they're gripped by concerns over inflation and recession and everything else under the sun. Our attitude seems to be, well, there's inflation. Things are going to get expensive later, so I better buy now. And I might lose my job later, and then I won't be able to buy anything, so I better buy now. And you end up getting consumers spending aggressively in anticipation of things getting worse, which is weird. I mean, we're supposed to be frugal. We're supposed to be saving. And we're like, ah, saving. I can't be broke. I still have checks. So we're spending our way out of the mess. The other thing that has been a little bit surprising has been kind of the overall performance of the manufacturing sector. And this obviously is of much more importance to the ASA member. What's happening here is that you're finally getting a bit of catch-up on that inventory-to-sales ratio. We were holding so much inventory the last two or three quarters that it threw off the reorder cycle. That reorder cycle is now starting to reappear, and we're moving through 
some of that inventory build, not in every sector by any stretch, but we're starting to get to a point where wholesalers and retailers and everybody else, they're now buying again. And that's helped propel the purchasing managers index back up to nearly 50. You know, we're sitting at about 49 now, which is still in contraction, but just barely. So we're now performing a little better. The expectation is we might be above 50 in the next iteration, next couple of months. The other things that are playing a role are probably a little less exciting. I mean, we're still worrying about the potential for government shutdown. Congress is about as dysfunctional as I have ever seen it. I mean, it's just absurd. And that's not sending very positive signals about getting through the next government shutdown cycle. We got through the UAW strike. That's over. And that ultimately cost the economy somewhere in the vicinity of $10 billion. The biggest hit is probably going to be the $488 million that was lost by the workers themselves <clears throat> because they saw their pay drop during the, the extent of the strike. And the timing, of course, is not great because this is the holiday season and they need the money, blah, blah, blah. The car makers themselves lost about $3 billion. Dealers, probably $2.5 billion. The various suppliers, $3 billion. So altogether, it was a fairly substantial hit, but not one that was enough to really move the needle on GDP. Had it lasted a few more weeks, even months, then it would have had a more profound impact. Still a lot of strikes to deal with, the healthcare strike and I know we're all just, just can hardly wait for the actors to get back to work because, well, you know, <clears throat> just how are we going to get through without a fall season? I think the actors are beginning to realize that, you know, we all found other ways to amuse ourselves and <laughs> maybe we don't need you anymore, but that's just me being snarky. So at the moment, we're cruising along at a pretty good clip. I don't expect this to last exceptionally long. I don't want to be a, a downer here, but I think we're still going to see some retreat in the beginning of next year. Not dramatic. I don't think we're actually going to fall into recession, but I think we'll definitely see rates of growth drop below 4.9. That's kind of an anomaly. So with that, I will sign off and hopefully see a lot of you next week in Orlando so we can all just bask in the glory of Mickey and and just pretend the world is, is a beautiful place and we'll just have a good time. Talk to you soon. Thanks.